Welcome to The Boundless Self, a podcast that is here to explore all of the ways in which we limit ourselves. Together, we will explore the deep, messy, exciting, and often uncomfortable topics to identify and heal everything that keeps you from believing in your boundless potential. I'm your host, Kathleen McBride, and becoming boundless changed everything for me. Now I run a life and a business embracing my own fears and helping people all around the world to believe in themselves. Tune into each episode and join me on your journey of becoming your most boundless self. Hello, my wonderful friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Boundless Self. As always, I thank you for being here and investing your time and energy into this incredible podcast where we chat all about topics on how to become boundless, how to become free from the strains that society places on us and those ones that we place upon ourselves. Today, we're going to be talking about something very, very important that if you follow me on Instagram, you might have, you might have seen me start to be talking a lot more about recently. And it literally is because I have been having the same conversation with people. At the moment, I'm enrolling for my new program, well, not my new program, my current program called Boundless, and ironically, the very same name as this podcast. And the program Boundless is a transformational program to support the parts of you that have been holding you back from being able to show up as who you want to be in your life. And what this really kind of whittles down to is this act of self-sabotage, which I'm going to define for you in this episode. However, I've been having a lot of conversations with people who have been jumping on connection calls and discovery calls to talk with me about joining Boundless, as well as with people in the DMs and my friends and family about self-sabotage, about sabotaging areas of our life and our relationships and career and business on social media. I've been having so many conversations with people about the fact that it seems like everybody is noticing suddenly that there are things that they want to do or have or see or experience and they're beginning to notice that the way that they're showing up doesn't match the ideal that they want, i.e. they want to go one way, but they find themselves going a completely different way. And they're noticing things like procrastination, anxiety, overwhelm, overthinking, and sabotage, frankly. So today I want to bring you a full conversation about breaking down why you self-sabotage your dreams, goals, and relationships. And I also want to do this to give a bit of a background for what we're going to be going through in a new workshop that I just launched, which is going to be next week on Thursday. So a week from today, if you're listening this Thursday when this episode was released, and it's a $19 workshop, it's going to be 90 minutes via Zoom all around healing self-sabotage. So I'm going to make sure that everyone who attends this workshop listens to this first. So we're all on the same page and we can dive right in. But I want to share some things with you. I want to really break down why self-sabotage exists, why you find yourself saying you want one thing but doing another. Because I know it doesn't make sense. And I know that you get to a point, and trust me, I encounter this myself over and over and over again. But I know the tools to support myself in getting out of some of these behavioral patterns of sabotage. Now, what self-sabotage really is... And here is what I really want you, if you don't take anything away from this podcast episode, I want you to take just this one thing. 
You aren't self-sabotaging because you're useless or dumb or an idiot or not trustworthy or, you know, there's just something wrong with you. That is not the case. Self-sabotage is usually a protective instinct. It's meeting a need for a part of you that's not getting met. And what's happening with self-sabotage and why it arises is there's an internal conflict. So imagine that all of those lovely voices inside your head, imagine that each of them were a different part of you. You know, you've experienced, right, when you are trying to make a decision and you feel one part of you saying one thing and then you feel another part of you saying another, almost angel devil on your shoulder type thing. That indicates two different parts of you existing. And if you don't know, I work in parts theory, meaning that I believe that there are multiple parts of you that exist. Now, what's happening here is when we self-sabotage, we're seeing two different parts of ourselves arise and they have an internal conflict. One part of you wants to go and do the thing, you know, whatever it is, move overseas, buy the ticket, enter the relationship, be more vulnerable, go for the amazing business, go all in on something. And the other part of you doesn't want to do that for some reason. They're over there trying to get something else. They're working towards something different. These two parts of you have two completely different agendas and both of them think that they're very important. And now what happens when you find yourself in that situation, right, where you're trying to make a decision and you're hearing, you know, a couple of different voices being like, you should do this, you should do that, you should do that. What happens for you? How does the decision process go? Usually not very good. Usually you're quite overwhelmed, right? Usually it's frustrating having more than one voice. Usually it's hard to distinguish between them. Usually it's hard to actually make a decision. So what the difference with self-sabotage is, because often what happens is nobody knows why they're self-sabotaging. So what this indicates is that you can see only one part of you. So let's take an example, and this is an example I've been chatting with with so many people around, and again, one very close to my own heart, is going all in on your business. You know that, you know, maybe you have a side hustle, maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a practitioner, maybe you sell a product, maybe you want to be an influencer, whatever it is, and you know that you want that thing, right? You know, of course, of course I want to make lots of money. Of course I want to be successful. Of course I want to do this. That is the conscious part of you that you can see, hear and feel. But what happens when you self-sabotage is it's showing us there is an unconscious part of you, meaning a part of you that you're simply not aware of or that is kind of hidden in the shadow out of your view that actually needs or wants something else or has some completely different concerns or maybe doesn't want that thing because they're afraid of something or they think something's going to happen or it reminds you of something you've been in in your past and maybe a bad thing happened there, whatever it is. But that is what self-sabotage is. It is you being able to see and be aware of only one part of you but actually underneath the surface there's other motivations at play. There's other things that you might want, need, or value that you're not getting right now. And that's what's so important for you to understand. I know how easy it is to go down the road of beating yourself up when you have a goal, you have something you're working towards, maybe you started a health and fitness journey, whatever it might be. And I know how frustrating it can feel when you're not following through on your word. But I really want you to know 
that it's not you. It's another part of you that's come up. It's something that you need to explore, right? It's something that's going on way deeper beneath the surface. And this is what I specialize in. And this is what I'm teaching inside of this workshop. Now, let's look at what self-sabotage actually looks like. Let's talk through some examples. The two areas I want to focus on here are business or career and relationships. So let's start with business, right? Let's say you have a business, you have a dream, you have a side hustle, you have something that you know that you want. And yet, here are some signs of self-sabotage. You might notice yourself not fully showing up. And this is really a really common thing I hear. And I said it a couple of years ago. I just said it myself over and over and over again. I said things like, if I was just more consistent on social media, if I just committed to fully showing up, if I just went all in, then I would succeed. I was saying these things, but there was no way I was going to do them. Because there was another part of me that was deeply afraid of any judgment that might come if I went all in. If I started talking about the things I want to talk about on social media. The other signs of self-sabotage within business, or side hustles, or whatever, or even career, right? Is this classic line of, I know the steps I need to take. And this transfers actually to everything. Any goal you have. I know the steps I need to take. But when I go to start them, I get extremely overwhelmed or I start overthinking or I get really anxious or I doubt myself or I compare myself to other people. These are all signs of the sabotage coming up. And sabotage is a really, frankly, negative, horrible word. So all I want you to almost replace the word self-sabotage with is there's an internal conflict. There's something going on with another part of me. I have another need or I, um, a part of me is trying to protect me from some unknown fear. All it is, is there's simply something I can't see within myself right now. And I might need to do some reflection to explore that. Now, let's talk about relationships. Because God almighty, if, if self-sabotage shows up in any one place, relationships is a really good place it starts. Because relationships are vulnerable and scary, right? It's scary to put yourself out there. It's scary to be vulnerable. It's scary to give your love to someone. It's scary to open yourself up to rejection. All those things are scary and they threaten our core human needs. And these things transfer across to business and social media as well. When there is a greater risk, when you are more vulnerable, when your armor is down, when you are more open to judgment, there are certain things within your mind, body and soul that are programmed into you as a human being to stop you from doing those things because they are considered unsafe. We are all programmed with what I call core human needs. And these are all linked to our survival instincts. Our body is programmed to survive. And when I say survive, I mean literally be alive, get from one day to the next. I don't mean build a thriving business, enter a beautiful, loving relationship, be super healthy and fit, ace all my goals. I don't mean that. I mean survive. From one day to the next, your heart's still beating, you're alive, you're well. And now something that really threatens survival is opening yourself up to change. Because when you start to change who you are, 
So you start to show up differently in your life. You start to stand up for different things. You start to change your identity. You start to do things you've never done before. When you do that, you're changing who you pe who people see you as. You're changing who you are and how people see you. And this opens you up to judgment. And judgment is one of those things that our body is so afraid of. Our core human brain, our most you know, internal caveman-like instincts are afraid of judgment because judgment threatens that core human need of belonging. If we don't belong to the crowd, we don't belong to the tribe, then survival is threatened because it's a lot harder in your caveman brain, which we all have a part of us that feels like that, in your caveman brain, it's so much harder to survive on your own than it is as part of a group. That's why we're, we're primed and programmed for connection. And now let's look at this in relationships. What are some of the signs of self-sabotage in relationships? One of them is putting up your walls, right? Not saying or addressing things that need to be said, sweeping things under the rug. And the reason that you do this is because it's easier because it minimizes that risk of opening yourself up to be a little bit vulnerable, opening yourself up to potential rejection, right? And with rejection can then come the idea that you might not be suited for one another. You might end, the relationship might disappear. You might become alone again. And we know in our day and age that it's totally okay and you can live a fucking fantastic life on your own. But there are parts of us, like I said, that are primed for connection. And often what can happen with those survival instincts, we will usually push ourselves to meet that need for connection rather than speaking up for what we really want or communicating our feelings because of these instincts that are here within our bodies. So this is really important for you to know that your body is programmed for so much more than you might realize. It's not just you deciding stuff. Your body is constantly saying, am I going to survive this? How can I meet that need of belonging? How can I be accepted more with the crowd? How can I do this? How can I do that? In order to survive. I know that you might say that you want a deep loving relationship with your, when you're honest and you're vulnerable and you, you, know, you really speak up for yourself and you say what you need. You don't take no shit. But... There are parts of you that exist that value connection and are trying to meet that need. And this is where I'm talking about, do you see this internal conflict? Do you see two different parts of you starting to come alive? And this is why it's so important, and this is what the workshop is really about, is making the unconscious conscious. Making the parts of you that are your survival instinct, your ones that want to meet that need for connection and belonging, making those parts of you conscious to you. That you can see and feel and understand when they are showing up, what they need, and how you can support them in those needs yourself rather than feeling like you rely on other people to do this. Other ways that self-sabotage shows up in relationships is my favorite one, and it's the favorite because I used to do this all the time and I still struggle with it from time to time, keeping score and holding grudges, right? You know that an immediate red flag in a relationship is when you keep score. And some classic examples of this, right, are, okay, you know, I bought them a gift, so I'm expecting a gift in return. Or I did this for them, so they should be doing this for me in return. And keeping score and holding grudges, not, not letting things go, saying that, you know, it doesn't matter, but actually it's on your heart, it's stuck with you. 
not having those conversations, not speaking up for your needs, this is in effect sabotaging the relationship you want. It's going in the opposite direction of the deep, honest, loving and vulnerable relationship that you want that values communication. You can see how it's going the other way. And the final one I briefly want to talk about, which it's not just going to show up in your relationships, it'll show up everywhere. But another big sign of sabotage is people-pleasing. Another big sign of internal conflict is people-pleasing, right? You say that you want one thing, but you do another. You say yes to people. You do things for other people, even though there's also a part of you that knows, actually, no, I need this, or I need to do this for me. And what's happening with the people-pleasing here, if we break it down, there's a part of you that believes that somebody else's needs are more important than your own. There's a part of you that's trying to get the approval or gain more connection with somebody so that it feels better. But I know like all people pleasers, you also have a part of you that's selfish is the wrong word, but I, I can only think of this right now, but that's fucking selfish that wants to better put themselves first. That also wants other people to put them first, right? So these are all really classic, great examples of this internal conflict of one part of me wants one thing, but another part wants another. Now, we self-sabotage because of this internal conflict. We self-sabotage because we are fucking complex human beings. And when you realize, I said this at the beginning, but when you realize that it's not just one voice in your head that's present, that there are so many parts of you that all sometimes have different agendas and different things that they want and need, and sometimes they clash. When you realize that and you start doing the work to communicate with these parts of you, to meet the needs of these parts of you, to take them out of their wounding, to take them out of the past. Now, one of the final things I want to share with you here are how do these parts of ourselves, how do they exist? How are they created? So in your life, particularly in your childhood, especially between the ages of zero to seven, when a big part of your mind called your subconscious is being created, at this point in time, your brain is in what is called like recording mode, meaning that you actually don't know how to be a human yet. You don't know how all this stuff on earth works. You don't know how to succeed at this. So you look to other people to show you how to be. You learn from them. And what you do in this time is you develop a set of subconscious beliefs based on what you're seeing, feeling, witnessing, and learning. But what's important to recognize is that this is being created from your childlike self. You're creating beliefs about how the world works, how relationships work, how life works, what success is based off what you saw as a five-year-old. You don't have all the information, but this information that you learn between the ages of zero to seven is stored in your subconscious. And this almost acts as your programming for how to be a human being. And when you go into the rest of your life, your brain relies on your subconscious to help you know what to do in your life. This is why you find yourself, you're, right, you're, you're here in one moment in your conscious mind, saying, I want to start a business or I want to get into a relationship and here are the steps I need to take. But what happens is 90 to 95% of the time, your choices and decisions are not made from that conscious mind that you're experiencing today that you're tapped into right now, listening to me, hopefully. 
your brain goes back to that subconscious space and it looks back there and it relies on that 90 to 95% of the time to decide on what your actions are, what your feelings are, what your choices are in that moment, how you do things. Because this is just how our brain works. Our brain works off prediction. It looks back in order to decide what you should do moving forward. This is really helpful in some cases, right? Like driving. The skill of driving is something that you wouldn't want to have to relearn every time you hop in the car. So this works really, really well for us. Our brain is so smart. You learn how to drive. You spend a couple of months really, you know, developing the skill, getting really good at it. And then your brain goes, aha, I'm going to pop this into our subconscious because I know that I'm going to do this every day and it's not worth me having to consciously think about it. I've got other shit to worry about. Let me store that skill in our subconscious and then I can access it whenever I need to. So it's really helpful how our brain works in some of those ways. But it cannot be helpful in other ways when, say, for example, you're working to change a pattern in your relationships or you're working to unlearn people pleasing, right? This is why we are creatures of habit. This is why patterns can be hard to break. This is why change is hard because of the way that your brain is set up. Now, there are so many ways to make your brain and your subconscious work for you in your life. This is what I teach. It's not about not embracing the parts of us that are human. It's not about becoming hashtag fully conscious and fully woke. It's about learning to work with what we have and figuring out, okay, what skills, what learnings, what beliefs do I want to enter in my, to, into my subconscious so that I can operate from those beliefs rather than from the beliefs that a part of me learned when I was five years old. What happens when you self-sabotage and when you do those things that go completely the opposite direction as to what you actually want to do in your conscious mind, what is happening is a part of you is getting triggered. A part of you is saying, oh my God, okay, you know, Kathleen's about to enter a relationship again. Let me look into my subconscious programming of how relationships work and how you stay safe in a relationship and how you survive in a relationship. And my subconscious looks back to my own upbringing, to what I learned during those ages of zero to seven about relationships. And for me, I grew up with a single parent. I didn't see many relationships. So I learned that relationships aren't safe, that it's better to be on your own. So for me, every time I get into a new relationship, my brain automatically goes back to that belief of it's better to be on your own, Kathleen. Do this. And so I, knowing that there's a part of me that wants that, I need to work with this part of me whenever I enter a relationship, whenever I date again, whatever it is, even friendships sometimes, I have to work with this part of me that has this belief based on what they saw. And beneath what they saw is a big fear, a big fear of being hurt or being rejected because that was a reality for the people that I grew up with. And so it's so important to make those unconscious parts conscious so that you can do the work to communicate with them, to be in relationship with them and ultimately lead them. And this is what I teach inside Boundless, the 10-week program that I was speaking about in the beginning. Boundless is not only about doing all this beautiful work with your parts, it's also about developing a really strong inner leader, a part of you that is in charge, that leads your life, that leads all those parts of you that exist, your inner child, your inner critic, your ego, your five-year-old self, six-year-old self, all the parts of you, you know, the people-pleasing part, the anxious part, the overthinking part, 
developing an inner leader, developing a part of you to be in relationship with those other parts and to lead them cohesively in your life, to lead them towards one goal, to meet their needs. Almost think of it as like a parent figure to a bunch of children that live within you because that's essentially what it is. Most of the parts of you that engage in self-sabotage are very young and usually they believe that you're young as well. And that's why they get triggered. They think, I have to look after Kathleen. I have to take over. I need to support her because I know how to do this. I got us through it last time. I'll do it again. It's really another just great example that's just popped into my head is around, again, breakups. It's really common to see people do the same thing around a breakup. They go through multiple breakups in their life, but they repeat the same pattern around the breakup. They either refuse to deal with it and jump straight back into a new relationship or they completely isolate themselves, or they do whatever it is they might do. And again, this is a really common example because a part of you is being triggered going, oh, they're going through another breakup again. How did I get through this last time? Let me look into my vault and my subconscious into how this worked last time. How did I get through that? Oh, this is what we did last time, or this is what we saw our parent or caregiver do when we were seven years old. They isolated themselves and they never got into a relationship again or they stopped dating for a year and you know really took it easy or they jumped quickly into another relationship or they shut themselves off whatever it is and then that pattern repeats i hope that this has illustrated to you the power of your subconscious and the power of your parts and the power of making these unconscious parts of you conscious this is exactly what I'm teaching inside the Healing Self-Sabotage Workshop is the skill and it is a skill of communicating with these parts of you so that you can do the freaking things that you want to do so that you are no longer ruled by these parts of you that are triggered and that are stuck in the past so that you can bring them into the present and make decisions about your future that you actually want so that you can show up fully on social media so that you can work through the fears that you have so that you can be more open and brave and vulnerable in your relationships. So that you can book the ticket to go overseas finally. To go move somewhere new and grow and experience life. So that you can take those risks. So that you can live fully. That is what the workshop is about and that is what healing self-sabotage is about. So if you've recognized... Okay, I definitely have some self-sabotage parts of me that exist. I'm noticing some of my behaviors... First of all, I really want to celebrate you for making it through this episode because it's hard to look at those parts of you that aren't really doing the things that you want. And what I encourage you to do from here is I don't want you to go down this road of shame. I don't want you to go down this road of, oh my God, there's so many things wrong with me. Because my question to you there is, will that help you move forward? When somebody criticizes you and tells you there's something wrong with you, do you want to do anything? Do you feel confident enough to move forward? Usually the answer is no. What you need in order to move forward is compassion and understanding. Compassion being, we all struggle with this. And I said this to a client on the phone the other day. I said, if somebody tells you that they've got their ducks in a row and they've got their shit together, they are fucking lying. They are lying through their teeth, right? I think the older I get, the more that I see that nobody has their shit together. No matter how well prepared and well organized somebody might look on the outside, on the inside, the reality is likely very different. Some people are just more vulnerable with it and honest with it than others. And that's totally fine. There's no shame in either way. 
But the more honest that we get with each other and with ourselves, and the more that we begin to accept that we are human, we are flawed, we're going to make mistakes. And frankly, we are programmed in very interesting ways where we do have a few things that might be working against you. Knowing that most of our survival instincts were created for a very different world and society than the one that we live in today. And that you might have to do a bit of work to really understand yourself, why you do the things you do, and help you to bring yourself more into alignment into the future, into being able to take those courageous steps towards what you want. When you understand that, that is not just about you, it's not because you're a sack of shit, that is key. So please, please, please do not go down this road of criticism. I bloody sabotage myself every, every single fucking day and I even know how to deal with it, right? But I still do. There's still parts of me that engage with it. It's a process. It's a journey. It's a learning. It's part of being human. Part of being human is that we're so complex and we have all these beautiful parts and it's amazing. And when you learn to work with these parts of you and bring them out of that shadow of, you know, when you reject them or push that part of your way, or you pretend that it doesn't exist, when you bring that into the light, when you look at it, when you work with it, you realize that that part of you actually has value. That part of you actually protected you in the past. And when they get this healing and this attention and this love from you, they're going to transform. They're going to transform into a part of you that is wanting to help you move towards your future because all parts of you want to help you. There are no bad parts of you that exist. Self-sabotage isn't even bad. It's just part of our human experience. But it doesn't have to stay this way forever. So I hope that this episode was amazing and that you learned something about yourself and your brain and about self-sabotage. And reminding you to be kind and compassionate to yourself as you start to gradually open your eyes to some of your behavior. Celebrating you for acknowledging some of the the things that maybe aren't quite going the way that you want to. But I also want you to be compassionate to yourself and understand your humanness and know that you're not alone in this. And if you want to learn more, if you want to explore this, if you want to go deep and dive into it in the workshop, come and join us. The workshop is $19. The workshop's happening next Thursday, 7 p.m. New Zealand time, and it's all going to be on Zoom. If you cannot make the the live, a recording will be available. It'll be sent out within 24 hours, and I will likely include some practices because if you know me, you know I love a practice. I will include some practices to help you integrate this work. And by integrate, what I mean is actually put it into action. And not just attend a workshop and, you know, listen to the lessons and get all hyped up from it, but actually do something about it. Actually have it and see it have an impact in your life. Join us at this workshop. And I've mentioned Boundless a couple of times in this episode as well. And if you're curious about joining this 10-week program or learning more and you were like, flip, okay, the time is now. I have some shit that I really want to do and I really want to help myself get there. I want to understand myself and I want to develop the skills and tools to be able to overcome my fears, overcome my insecurities, believe in myself and actually do some of the amazing things I really want to do and live a life I actually want to live and go to places and start new jobs and start that business and get into amazing relationships and have incredible sex and have big, bold, beautiful, courageous, open and vulnerable conversations with your lover, your friends, your family to really create that feeling of unconditional love and deep connection. If those are the, some of the things that you want to learn and work towards, I invite you to look into Boundless. 
It's an incredible program. It is a mix of group and one-on-one support, which is why I love it so much because I love one-on-one support. I think it's incredible. I also love group though. And often you have to choose between one or the other, but that's why I've created this program in this way. So if you want to learn more about that, I'll put all the links in the show notes as well as the links to the self-sabotage workshop. And finally, 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 I'll just briefly mention, I shared this in the last episode, but I created a a free version of the five day inner child healing challenge. And it is five daily practices sent to you over five days to help you if you're healing your inner child. It's all free. It's available at any time. It's sent out via email. I'll also put the link in there for that one as well. Remember, you are enough. You are enough just as you are. You are human. You're allowed to be flawed. You're allowed to make mistakes and they do not have to define you. I hope you have the most wonderful day. I'm celebrating you and the essence of who you are and learning and being more of who you are in this world. More tenacious, more sassy, more expressive and growing into this real live person rather than the shell of a human that so many of us have become. <laughs>